Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am your slightly distracted host, Justin. <laughs> yes, a little bit of feedback. We have a lot going on in the podcast with a bunch of recordings and everything. Um, and tonight, uh, as we're recording, is the Game Awards, and it is very important to Justin. Um, last year, we actually did a, a co-thing with Marcus. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, because of time and everything, we weren't able to move it around. So Justin, who never misses it, is, is has it on in the background. You guys can't see it, but we we can. Um, so I will try to keep this. We'll probably be a little bit faster episode. Um, also, just with so much going on, we will probably not have post content this week. Sorry, patrons. We'll get it back to you starting next week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Justin, what's been new with you, man? Oh man, oh I just broke my pen. Um. <laughs> Um, I'm just, I'm really trying to think I've, oh, uh, I pitched something to the website that I write for. Uh, so I'm mm-hmm. going to be writing reviews on, uh, Nintendo 64 games, which is amazing. That's so badass. That's um, so cool. Yeah. So I, I actually started. You should do a review of the, uh, Resident Evil 2 port on the N64. If they ever, cause right now I'm just doing the ones that are on the Nintendo Switch online. Yeah. So right now i think there's only like nine of them so i'm starting off with uh ocarina of time and uh so oh no i have to play ocarina of time <laughs> yeah i was happy to find out though when we were discussing that your favorite zelda game is also my favorite zelda oh, game fuck yeah. which is majora's, majora's mask. mask amazing i love it when nintendo yeah. gets weird with it and me too just, it's so fantastic um other than that <clears throat> though i'm trying to think i mean i'm still kind of getting over my sickness mm-hmm. um I started I played 10 minutes of Halo today uh that's okay. all I could get in um it's fun I mean uh, it's 10 minutes in so um yeah. I'm trying to think what the fuck else I've played um I honestly don't know I I feel okay. like I haven't really done much oh Bloodborne um yeah I am at the last boss of Bloodborne <laughs> That was fast, I know. <laughs> um, it's fun, though. I, I actually really like Bloodborne so far. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll save it for the review. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I Honestly, I haven't really been doing much. I've been working and sleeping. And to put it, sure. uh, to put it into better perspective, I've been mm. in overtime as of 1 p.m. yesterday. So. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Woohoo! holidays yeah. um mm-hmm. but yeah uh, honestly i haven't really been up to much this week unfortunately what about yourself uh so this is the last week of classes for the semester uh i have one more project to submit um it, but it looks like i'm probably going to get a 4.0 oh for awesome. the whole semester awesome. so that's so that's all a's no a minuses or anything so all the distraction all the work was worth something i guess <laughs> Um, but besides that, the 30th anniversary content dropped for Destiny, and I got to do that. I already did the new dungeon, thanks to our patron, Marcus. We'll be talking about a lot this episode. He ran the dungeon with me and actually ran back through it again to get the catalyst for Gazel Horn, which is pretty I cool. I heard that the anniversary thing was like 25 bucks or something like that. Yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. It should be free if you're cel- if you're trying to celebrate. Um. So the only So there was free stuff, yeah. and then there was stuff behind the wall. Um, again, it's, I've kind of had a conversation with my friend Casey about it for myself. It doesn't bother me mainly because it's the only game I play and I feel like I get, I get the content money back through it. Yeah. Um, 
so it, it, it's hard. Similar to like the the vaulting of stuff. Like I've done the stuff that's been vaulted, yeah. and like for me, it makes the game it makes it faster. And like I have the weapons and everything. Like I did pay for it. I don't know. It's just like it doesn't bother me. That's fair. And I I, I, I it can bother some people. That's, that's totally fine. I'm not like questioning their uh, yeah 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 their thoughts on it. But I it, it's been okay. Uh, so I've done that. Still playing that, obviously. Um, what else? Uh, still playing Pokemon. I need to I need to finish that and beat it. Um, I am all caught up on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the new season. Oh damn! Four episodes so far. <laughs> the last uh, episode I watched was when Matt came out, and it was the. Oh. Um, I cried. <laughs> I sobbed. Yeah. Uh, this season has been hilarious. Is that it's been... was that the last season? Like. How many seasons behind? You're I? one season. You're missing one season. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. No, um, but it's great. It's, it's 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 very impressive how these people are able to stay so funny and so relevant and so on point the whole time. Yeah. Especially since it's just those guys pretty much writing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So very very impressive. Um, obviously, we've been watching Scream with some of our listeners and stuff, preparing for that crossover stuff with Rachel and Mars. Uh Watch Captive State, obviously. Um, that's really been it. Like I said, school's really been taking up, dealing with some s- stressors at work, which I don't want to get into because it's been taking up so much of my time. Uh, but yeah, I-, I will say I'm very excited. This is a forced entry from our patron, Marcus. Um, if you have been a listener to this podcast, you know <laughs> that Marcus has... Our, our expectations were low for a reason. We're incredibly low, yeah. so I think that's enough of preamble stuff. So we've both been busy and everything. Let's just get into it. So let's play some of that music and get into our review. So one of the things we've started doing, and I really like doing it, is having the patrons submit us an audio, and if they can, audio, a written reason why they selected the things they have. Um, I think that gives context way better than we can, and I think it's fun to hear from them. So I think I want to start off our review with hearing from patron Marcus about why he selected Captive State in a world where there's so many alien movies. Hello, everyone. Happy holidays to everyone out there. So my film pick for this season was Captive State, and I am pretty confident that this will be the one that proves that I don't have a terrible taste in films or games. I promise that this film should hopefully uh, redeem me from my past picks for this show. Full transparency, I had not actually seen this film until I picked it for this season. It kind of flew under the radar, I guess. And I think that can be said for a lot of people. I think this movie sort of snuck in and there are some people that saw it and they really liked it. And there are others who may have just ignored it because it may not have had that sort of blockbuster star power or big marketing push that some other films in the genre have had. Uh, I'll leave all of the particular critiques and things that they like to Larry and Justin to discuss. 
But I think this movie to me was a little bit of a breath of fresh air in terms of like alien invasion movies and that kind of thing. Because a lot of films, you see all of these things happen as they happen, you know? But this time we get to see sort of the result of of an invasion that's gone down. And I found this film to be very human with a lot of the characters and the cast in there. Um, and I also enjoy just how diverse and, and surprisingly large uh, the focus is when it comes to who we're watching from the human side. You know, a lot of these films, they get one or two, you know, highest actors and the focus is on them the entire time and what these individuals are doing to combat the aliens or to fight the threat. But I feel like there was a lot of just various characters that came in and out of the story. And I think the story lends itself to that, that it's not just about one or two people, but about the human race and, and what they do in a situation like this. That was one of the major things that I picked up on. And I found everything about it to be pretty visually entertaining as well as creative. I wouldn't normally say that or, you know, something like this, but I found everything to be designed really interestingly. And uh, it was something that was different than what I was normally used to when it comes to alien films and the like. So I really enjoyed this movie. I would definitely watch it again. I wouldn't necessarily classify it as 100% of a horror film, but I think it was suspenseful enough. And there were some sort of like unspoken undertones to what makes this movie kind of scary. And I hope that the gentleman can relate to that a little bit. So thanks for letting me pick this for you guys. And I hope that you all enjoy it. Now back to Larry and Justin. Perfect. What an epic pitch back. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. So, all right. So Captive State yep. is a 2019 American sci-fi film directed by Rupert Wyatt. Uh, Rupert Wyatt is probably best known for directing Rise of the Planet of the Apes back in 2011. Um, this film has a pretty powerful cast. It has John Goodman. Everybody knows who John Goodman is. Vera Farmiga, uh, who's an amazing actress. Um, I actually first saw her in a movie that I remembered uh, in The Departed. Scorsese's movie yeah. with Leo and them, yeah. Uh, and then Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors is quickly becoming a household name. You may not recognize yet his name. Lovecraft Country, I believe. Lovecraft Country. He is now um, playing the character He Who Remains, who is pretty much Kang the Conqueror in Loki. Um, he's he's a really good actor. He's a really, really good actor. Um, uh, and so those are like the big players, right? So... This movie is set in this alien universe, or this futuristic human re universe, and we'll get into all of that. I looked for a lot of stuff. There wasn't a whole much about it, mainly because this was considered a box office bomb. It was shot on a budget of $25 million, and it only grossed $8 million at the box office. Oh, similar to what, wow. Yeah, similar to what Marcus talked about when he was kind of giving his uh, background. I remembered seeing this movie promoted. It was when I was out in Utah, actually. And I wanted to see it. And for some reason, I never did go. And I'm a little bit disappointed, but I'm also kind of happy because, like Marcus said, there's some, like, stuff this movie touches on thematically with a plot 
that I think is far more powerful in 2021 in a post-COVID, uh, post-George Floyd era than um, it might have been then, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I don't remember this movie being promoted at all. Um, yeah, I really don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The composer is uh, Rob Simeon. And he's done some stuff uh, that I think you probably recognize. He did 500 Days of Summer. I never watched it. Okay, he did Joss Whedon, who's a douchebag, uh, his television, television series Dollhouse. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so that's those are like his, his okay. big things, which is fine. He's, he's not that big of a thing. I wanted to bring it up because I will be talking about the score at some point. Um, since I've been so busy, and since this plot is really complex i asked justin to give me a pass on the summary which he is so gracious well, i mean I, I think it's only fair because like it i think I'll, I'll save it because obviously we're gonna get into it in the plot but yeah i i think that's definitely fair all right so with that you ready to hop into it yeah um i mean I, i'll start off by saying this um okay i definitely do think this is the strongest thing that marcus has given us without a doubt yeah like <laughs> It's not even on the same level. This is this is uh, something far and beyond. Yeah. Uh, so the plot basically is we start off not at the immediate arrival of the aliens, but they've definitely come and started making their impact felt. Um, and this family is driving, trying to flee the city, and as they're trying to flee, they get attacked by aliens who vaporize the parents. That's not an exaggeration. No, they it literally literally uh, turns like, them to dust. Yeah, it almost reminds me of. I'm trying to think. There is a movie that we, I believe, we have seen for the podcast where people just like explode basically into like mm -hmm. blood. Um, it, it's kind of a similar effect, but it's. I'm still trying to figure out. Well, not not anymore, obviously. But while I was watching, I was trying to figure out. Um why them and if they didn't like did they direct it at just those two and not the people like i i thought they would have directed it at the whole car. the whole car yeah i think they definitely just did it at the parents because the alien came up to the car and looked in and didn't do anything yeah um so then we get a time jump yeah and basically the aliens and humans have submitted to the alien legend uh, sorry, I'm looking at the stupid screen. Justin has the Witch Queen stuff up. It's distracting me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, the the humans have subjugated themselves to the legislators. There are, And there are humans who are working directly with the aliens to kind of ensure they follow pace. Um, but there's this growing revolt that's happening. And basically we have, we're following three main characters. We're following Gabriel, who is the younger brother of the parents in the car, yeah. um, who's just basically trying to, try to get through. And he's like doing a little bit of help with the resistance. He's doing a little bit of help with the po police who are working for the um, aliens. Uh, the police are being led by branch commander uh, John Goodman. And then we find out we thought that Gabriel's brother was dead. Um, Hold on, you not. need to stop and look at this. <laughs> I just saw the word Silent Hill on the screen, so. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be Silent Hill. 
Okay, Justin got me. Sorry, I saw. I'm I'm gonna leave it. I'll I'm leaving it in. Okay, okay. Um, and so we find out that Rafe, his brother, is still alive. Yeah. Um, that's the character played by Jonathan Majors. Uh, and basically, Rafe is part of this organization that is trying to, uh, start. Basically, they said light a match, start a fire. They're trying to get humanity to push back against their captors. Um. Throughout all of this, John Goodman's character is kind of meeting with this prostitute, Jane Doe. Uh, and you can definitely tell there's a relationship going on there, whether it be um, of a sexual nature, but it doesn't really feel that way. It feels more like maternal, I guess, in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, well, it, it's it's almost like... I mean, it's obviously shown a little, a little later that like they knew each other from the before times yeah see i'm not gonna i, I was trying to kind of slow roll that because i oh, think okay. that's going to be where my plot it's, it's okay it's okay yeah which is why i didn't do it because there's it, a lot going on so basically rafe and his compatriots lead this terrorist attack on a unity festival blow up some aliens the aliens get pissed off and start taking out um rafe and his, and his friends rafe survives and gets captured and john goodman's character uses gabriel to kind of backtrack where this whole thing leads and it leads back to jane doe basically jane doe is the one behind all of it yeah um jane doe recognizes gabriel refers to him by name even though he has no idea who she is and she immediately gets killed which was shocking uh because vera farmiga's character was it was it was it was very shocking well and you kind of get the the feeling that when i mean uh, John Goodman is like kind of not like he's basically at home base telling them, okay, yeah, like go in and kill. Her, yes, basically, he Absolutely. knows where they are. Yeah, and so at the end of it, we find out that uh, the reason why Jane Doe knew all this insider information and how to actually hit the aliens as hard as they could was because she had the um, head human who was relating to the. Um, legislators of the aliens as one of her Johns. And so he gets removed. John Goodman's character is now the new person in charge and he's going to go underground to talk to legislators. But before that, he passes off this SD card to Gabriel. Gabriel plugs it in and that's when we find out that all these people who were involved in the plot to try to start the fire, they all came, they all knew each other from the before times, Justin was saying. Um, John Goodman's character blows up. Rafe gets sent off world um, along. Like, we, we don't know what happens. We can only assume that it's not good. And, well, and, um, and it was kind of alluded to that the whole point was the, this suicide mission that they went on before when they got captured. was a legit suicide mission. Well, yeah, they th- their plan was to fail. Yes. So It was to fail so that John Goodman could get underground. Yeah. It was to set him up in the way possible so he could go underground and hit the aliens as hard as the humans possibly could. Yeah. Um, I think that hits yeah, everything. Mach- I, I mean, Machine Gun Kelly's in this movie too for a brief second, but he's a douchebag, so. Uh, I don't know who that is. Um, Machine I, Gun Kelly? Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Uh, he's the one who came out and uh, said that Slipknot's a bunch of old dudes in masks. I don't. 
I, at at the same festival where oh, Slipknot was at because they weren't. I watching thought you him. were talking about in the movie. And I was like, I think we watched different movies because I don't remember. No, no, but Machine Gun Kelly, he's he's a uh, Gabriel's friend. Oh yeah, the the like idiot. Okay, yeah. Um, so I will say, <laughs> this plot is kind of all over the place. Um, it, yes, it, it's got really. I, obviously, I know usually we start with positives, but I, I do have positives, but I, I do want to start by saying it's got really bad pacing issues, and it, it has jumps around which a little is, too much, I think. Which is why I think you were nice to me about not letting me do it, because I didn't really know how to tackle it. Yeah. It has pacing issues, and my biggest problem is I feel like this film was trying to say something pretty deep about freedom fighters pushing back on an oppressive society, which yeah. is why I think that now... In a post-COVID world, there's a lot. In a post-George Floyd world, um, there's a lot to kind of unpack with this. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like they never dive into anything. I feel like it's all very surface level. Like the whole plot to fail in order to succeed. I think that's really interesting. But there's a lot of really interesting stories that can be talked about because, like Gabriel and Ray, for black characters, right? Yes. I think there's an interesting story to be cut, and it takes place in Chicago. I think there's a lot that could have been discussed with that, and we really didn't get it, which is fine. I think having like I, you don't need to have a black actor talk about race, racial issues, but when you talk about the oppression of a police state and this oppression that's going on, like I feel like you open yourself up to that conversation, and yeah. they absolutely just don't talk about it at all ever. Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah, um, and, and then you said the pacing thing too. It's just like. The plot has a lot of characters we follow, and I think Marcus has a good point about that, where he talks about how there are a lot of people, instead of this being, it feels more like Independence Day than, say, whatever the new Chris Pratt movie was, right? Where, like, Independence Day, we have, like, John, we have um, Will Will Smith's character, and then we have Bill Pullman, the president's character, and then we have John... uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. Like, we have all these different characters, all these different stories that in the very end, like, coalesce to go forward. Yeah. And so this is definitely more of that kind of movie than one where it's just, like, one main guy who we follow the whole way through, which I did appreciate. Yeah, but, I mean, my one issue... Well, not my one issue. One of the issues, <laughs> though, is I think that they... So they do jump around, like, a lot. A and lot. because they do that, not only is the plot harder to follow, but it also... By the end, there's still they. There's a lot of questions. I mean, like a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. That's what I was going to say about plot because, like, like part of me wants to give it like a really decent score. The other part of me is like, I need to watch this again. But the thing is, I need to watch it again because I've, not because I feel like there's stuff to unpack. I feel like I need to watch it again because I feel like they didn't do a good enough job giving me the story. They're showing Gollum right now. <laughs> I know I see that, <laughs> okay. um, and 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 so, and so that was hard for me too. Yeah. Uh, but I will say overall, I did have a good time watching it. Um, we'll get into the other aspects of this film as well. I, I was, I was certainly impressed. It might be because my bar was so low from what Marcus has given us before. Sorry, yeah. Marcus. Uh, but I guess the biggest thing is it wanted it. The film left me wanting more, and not in a good way. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think. I would like it less if the movie was longer. So I, I, I think they just needed to tighten it up a little bit because, I mean, it had a very, like, don't get me wrong, the start of this movie is very strong. Yeah, we'll talk about that, I think, in cinematography yeah. and then probably how scary. Yeah. Um, but 
the the other kind of issue with them jumping around so much and making it hard to follow a little bit is I never really felt like attached to any of the characters. The only one I felt attached to was Rafe. Oh, see, for me, it was it was kind of Goodman, but then like they jumped around a bunch, and I was like, okay, wait, what side is he on? Like, what is yeah. going on? I, I am I just because it's Jonathan Majors, and I really love him as an actor. Yeah, and that's probably that's the reason why my another point of confidence, like. They set him in the off world. We don't even get a resolution with his character. Yep. And we don't even know what happens in the off world. I assume they get turned into slaves or whatever. I, but that's probably the thing too. Is like I, I, I do understand that they're trying to like you know the whole. It, but say, wasn't like setting up for a sequel less kind of thing. But yeah, I don't think it did it. I don't think it and set that, it up well that's enough. That's a really good point, Justin. Like they were definitely trying to say more with less, but I feel like they didn't say anything clearly enough. Oh God. No. To rel to to give this a really high score into the justify a lot of what could have been a lot of positives. So basically for me, it's just like, this is a, a fine story. It's an interesting story, Yeah. but it left me wanting more in the bad ways. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. So with that, I gave it a six and a half. I gave it a six actually. I, I, again, I'm not sure if it's just because, sorry, Marcus, again, <laughs> my expectations were very low. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like, when it started though, I was like, oh shit, okay, like we're getting we're getting a movie here. We're not getting uh Yeah. I don't remember the fucking last thing we watched there. I, it doesn't even need yeah. named. Okay. Cinematography. Yeah. Overall I thought this movie was pretty. I, like the aliens were super cool. Oh, see, that's the thing is I, I didn't really like the look of the spiky aliens. See, I did. Okay, okay. But I mean, but the thing is, I I enjoyed the look of like the weird underground like sucker things and yeah, and like the armored almost like well, the armored hunters is what they called. Them. Yes, I think those looked fucking awesome. But I see, I, I like the spiky one more than anything. It looked like yeah. something out of a fucking like SCP kind of thing. Like a <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it was it, it it definitely I it was scary. Like they were. They were very intimidating for being like humanistic looking monsters. They, I felt that they their appearance was scary, and I wanted to see more of them. But I think, obviously, showing us less allowed us to kind of build it more in our head. Um, the whenever anybody got disintegrated, especially the very first disintegration, Ooh, yeah. Holy crap! It has been a long time since I've seen a death that kind of makes me go fuck, and that happened. So for me, it was, uh, I, I enjoyed the first, because I think we only see three of them, maybe, because it's the first. Three. I think it's three. The first one is two, I guess, right? And then the girl mm-hmm. in the bus. Yeah. Um, I felt more of an oh shit at the start. And, Absolutely. And, and the bus was just kind of like, oh. Well, in the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the first death scene, when it happens, like they're driving, they see the alien, they both freeze up, because the window windshield cracks, and then they poof. In the bus scene, there is no pause. It's just immediate. Yeah. And I think that kind of hurt it because I think the pause of like, oh my God. And then it happening, I think there was a lot to that. Um, the movie didn't feel like a big budget action film, which yeah. I appreciate since they were trying to like, they were, I, I do think they were trying to have a little bit more subtext that just either didn't come through or did, they didn't do well enough. So. Yeah. I appreciated that because, I mean, action films are fine, but I definitely think having a more nuanced approach to it was pretty cool. Um, but more than anything, 
it didn't really push any limits. It didn't do anything crazy. No. It was just a little bit better than the modern fare. Yeah, and... Like, I, I did enjoy the look of it. I mean, it looks like, a, you know, like a futuristic destroyer. Almost like, like a futuristic crime noir. Yeah. Um, I, I just, Instead of an action film. I, I wish we got, like, a little more maybe established, not even establishing shots, but, like, I wanted to know what the off-world looked like. You know, the off world, the underground, yeah. the relation to the boat, to where they were living. Like you said, there's so much plot hopping and so much character movement that we really didn't get any like perspective about like where people were in relation to other things. They just kind of ended up there. Yeah. Which I thought was a little bit. It was just again, it was, it's, it's not bad. It's just like, it, it's all, oh, you're right. It was also dark at times. Yes. Very hard to see at times. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I mean, I feel bad because, like, again, I think my scores are higher just because our expectations are low. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to feel this way in, like, two weeks or something, right? Yeah. Um, like I said, it was middling, but it was also a little bit better than middling yeah. at times. And I did like the kills. So I gave it a six and a half again. I gave it a six. Audio. This is definitely my highest category. Me and too. I'm going to start with my negative. Okay. I hated the music. Me too. <laughs> it was like it wasn't even that it was like quiet like like about the conjuring right like you can't really remember the conjuring you can't really think of it and like play it in your head this one is like aggressive and loud and overtakes scenes and i think when you're trying to do a noir kind of film a film like kind of hit on like cultural and social impacts you need a more subtle theme or through, especially in times of action yeah. and sometimes i felt like it overpowered the actor's performance, it overpowered the scenes that we were watching. It was just too much. Yeah, it, it almost went from, like, a noir to, like, an, <laughs> like an EDM Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So putting, putting that to the side. Yeah. I thought the aliens sounded cool. Oh, like the, like, chittering. Yeah, it, I thought it felt like the the spiky whateverness. I thought that, I thought that fit well. I thought that was a – I thought it fit their look. Um, and then, most importantly, I thought the acting across the board was great. Yeah, I, I actually thought the acting was outstanding. Um, that's where literally, like, all my points go because, like, like you said, the, the soundtrack is it's bad. Like, it's it's not it's yeah. not good. Um, it's aggressively brutal. And, and so the theme I played coming into this, it, it's also like I, I I understand that it's trying to be like alien-esque i guess but it's mm -hmm. it's very like nothing is in tempo with each other so it's just like kind yes. of hard to listen to like, which fits wh what we've been talking about because the movie just kind of seems like it doesn't know exactly what it's trying to say yeah and that that comes across with the comp composition of the score I absolutely because i mean like when i was putting that soundtrack on the soundboard i was like oh fuck is this skipping like let me go look around yeah and, and no it's all like like the whole movie is like that and yeah it, it just it's but yeah john goodman is just great he is a very yeah. quiet uh reserved performance and like we usually get a lot of energy from john goodman characters like yeah. like lebowski or roseanne or um the movie with uh, denzel where denzel's a pilot who gets drunk and like Oh, I forget I, the movie's I, called. I don't remember. <laughs> but 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 basically, we usually get a lot of energy from John Goodman, so to yeah. see him kind of take a more quiet, 
like thoughtful role was really good. Vera Farmiga is just amazing at everything she does. Jonathan Majors was great. I felt the actor who played Gabriel was also great. MGK, even though he's a little douchebag, I thought his performance fit that character really well. Yeah. Just across the board, I felt the acting was stellar, and that's why my points are as high as it is. Um, that coupled with I do feel like the alien noises and all that stuff fit well. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, I think everything in this movie sounds good, except for the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I gave it a seven and a half. I gave it a seven. Wow, we are very close to each other here. Yes. I, I'll, I'll be interested to see where this goes next. Okay, how scary. Yeah. I think we can both agree the opening sequence with the parents being murdered in the car and the alien approaching it, all of that is top tier. Like, yes. suspenseful, yeah. great. Um, but at the end of the day, this is not a horror film. This is more of a, like sci-fi, a sci-fi drama. Yeah, sci-fi drama, kind of action-y, but not really. Yeah, yeah. more. it's definitely more like a drama, the, the noir kind of what's actually happening kind of thing. Um, there are some suspenseful moments. And I feel like if the film had done a better job at having this conversation about either race or police state or like government control, I I feel like we could have, well, maybe not we, I would have found more scariness in it. Cause I, I feel like for me that 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 kind of stuff does scare me in a way that doesn't really bother you. Like kind of more retrospective, but my problem is that, in a world where we didn't get that and where it was muddied, I can't I, I can't go there. I'm not going to do that work for the movie because that's not scary, right? Um, so that being said, I, I did find the opening sequence pretty scary, and I do think the aliens were pretty spooky too. Yeah, um, I, I really found the uh, opening sequence, like you said, was pretty scary. Um, other than that, I didn't – I was not able to find much in it in the terms of how scary. Even the – I guess explosion of the the lady in the bus in the bus yeah didn't really do anything for me and I, I I never found the aliens to have it like after that first one to have like a terrifying presence they, I a little I got a little bit of a vibe when they choked him out and like when the one dude was like choking out the alien like the the oh, face they, like, kind of the face the mm-hmm. butthole face yeah I, I I did like that uh, I didn't think that was a, a tense but again is certainly more tense than it is scary. Yeah. And I also just don't think this film was attempting to be scary. And the things that could have made it scarier for someone like myself, who likes kind of that cultural criticism and everything, it wasn't there. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, there wasn't much really here in that, like, quote-unquote, how scary. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so for how scary, I gave it a two and a half, and that literally mainly comes from that first sequence because it it has been a long time since I go, oh fuck, and that parent death in the car and the alien approaching the car with the little kids in the back was a lot. I give it a two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We <laughs> very close. <laughs> cool. All right. So to recap the scores. Oh, and Marcus, you did a good job. This is actually Absolutely. aliens. Uh, even though it's still not horror, we'll get there one day with you. But uh, we'll work on it. Um, yeah, this is fantastic i i i enjoyed this pick far more than anything else <laughs> anything else yeah all right so for plot i gave it a six and a half you gave it a six for cinematography i gave it a six and a half you gave it a six for audio i gave it a seven and a half you gave it a seven and for how scary i gave it a two and a half you gave it a two 
That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 55. Again, if you can't get points in the last category, it, it hurts you because of the aggregate. And that's got to be the highest ranked thing he's gave, given us, though, right? Um, Give me one second, and I can uh, tell yeah, you. I, because I don't know. So, uh, obviously, like he did ask us to review Dead Space, but that was kind of already... Death Stranding got a 50. So, it is. It yeah. is officially the highest thing. Okay. So, 55... All right, it puts it, it's tied with Resident Evil Apocalypse, which is the second Resident Evil movie in Underwater, a fourth century from Rachel. Right below it are films like OG Dracula, Halloween 4, uh, and OG Pet Cemetery. Right above it, um, film-wise, is Halloween 2. Uh, and then there's also some video games there, such as uh, Sound Hill Origins, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, and System Shock 2. God, remember when we reviewed the the 2019 Pet Cemetery like a month after we both saw it? Yeah, that's why we'll never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's our review of Capture State. Marcus, thank you so much. We we have faith that going forward you will continue to uh, increase your scores. And then at this pace, maybe one day we'll get a 70 or an 80 out of you. So that being said, we're going to play a commercial from a member, from a member podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network and then head on in to the closing. I don't have anything. <laughs> okay, Get away from anything? her, you bitch! Oh, so no. Yeah. Okay, uh, all right. So that's what we have. Next week, we are reviewing a game. Yeah, I'd like to... Uh... Yes. I guess we can tell them, right? Well, yes, because we we're going to be At playing point, it on Tuesday, and I'm going to try to stream it. Wait, what is Tuesday. Is that the one we were going to try and play? I thought it was Monday. Because I think on Tuesday the 14th I'm recording with Rachel. I thought we were doing it on the 13th. So Monday is Scream 3. Maybe we move Scream 3 closer when we actually watch review it. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We can push okay, it. Okay, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I probably messed up. My brain has... I have been struggling. <laughs> <It's okay>. I <laughs> have been struggling. And that is entirely on me. Um. Okay. We're doing Blair Witch Volume 2. Yes. Uh, We're doing it the OG way. Justin is going to be playing it. I'm going to be there with him, uh, coaching, giving codes if needed. And I'm oh, you will be needed. <laughs> yes. Please. And I'm pretty sure we're streaming it, aren't we? Yeah. So right now I can't get it to work. Um, okay. But I, I, there's like some plugins, some like backdoor plugins I can download to try and fix it. Uh, okay. So I'm going to try and do that. So we might, if I can get it to work, I'd love to. Maybe we can even do it on Discord. If we can't get it going on Twitch, could we get it going on Discord? Would that be any easier? No, I don't. I don't know. No, because it, it all has to do with like tabbing out of the window. Oh, okay. But uh, we'll figure it out. Okay, I'll you know what I mean. I am. I, got I am a failure at computers. Uh, so we aren't doing any bonus content this week again. I've just been super busy with finals and Justice and Cobra getting sick. Uh, but that's all we really have. Any last thoughts, Justin? No, I mean. I feel bad that we were so quick with Marcus's pick, but it was, you know what? We didn't need to tear it apart, so I don't really think anymore. Really and not only that, it. but we've discussed this before. When a film is middling, it's a lot harder to pull stuff out. When it's terrible, yeah. we can rip into it. Oh, when yeah, it, when it we're done. When, it, when it's great, we'll sing its praises. But when it falls in this middling category, 
like it's not like that's the thing is like we wanted to talk about more yeah there's nothing more to talk about because the director didn't give that to us and i could only talk about how great the acting is <laughs> so many times you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely yeah damn okay so that being said justin that's all we got for this week guys marcus thank you again and until next time stay scary The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also, in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to Patreon.com com slash here's johnny podcast every cent goes into the show and yeah we just really use it to make the show better again i just want to say thank you very much to our patrons uh, you guys help make this possible but yeah patreon is the way we support the show we are looking to get rich and like justin said every dollar every cent it all goes back in there's some pretty cool tiers so head on look at that but until next week see you guys later